You're listening to WXXI News. I'm Beth Adams. There is a new owner of the Main Street Armory just three weeks after three women died in a crush of concert goers trying to exit the arena. WXXI's Brian Sharp reports. Former owner Scott Donaldson sold the property for $550,000. The deed, filed Friday, lists a newly formed limited liability company with a P.O. box address that traces to local landlord John Tricky. He owns a number of residential and commercial properties. His investment helped preserve the Cinema Theater building, which Tricky says he sold last week. Tricky declined to discuss the armory when reached by phone on Wednesday or confirm he bought it, saying instead to call him back next week. The last concert at the armory, held on March 5th, ended with a deadly crowd surge as patrons rushed the exits. Three women died. Police and other agencies continued to investigate the matter. The city revoked Donaldson's entertainment license days later, effectively shutting down the venue. But that goes to the applicant, not the property, officials say, so a new owner could apply. The armory sale first was reported by the Rochester Business Journal. Brian Sharp. WXXI News. Telehealth services for mental health care were expanded during the COVID-19 pandemic, but some of those services could expire in the next two years. Professionals in Monroe County say video conferencing is a valuable tool to help in rural America where resources are scarce. Christina Mossgraber is CEO of the Rochester chapter of the National Alliance on Mental Illness. She says virtual services have reduced barriers to care. With a lot of folks that are struggling, they're concerned about who might see them, but then there's transportation concerns, there's anxiety of getting lost. There's a lot of things. And we've actually, our our peer support group, for example, we've increased to a weekly basis, which it used to be twice a month, it's now weekly. And the numbers are higher than ever because it's been on Zoom since the beginning of the pandemic. Moss Graber was speaking there on connections with Evan Dawson. Many of the telehealth services that began with the pandemic are set to end on December 31st, 2024. As Women's History Month winds down, Kathy Hochul is reflecting on being elected the first woman governor of New York. In an interview with public radio station WBFO in Buffalo, Hochul said while she was the first female governor, her job is to make sure she's not the last. That I can prove that a woman has what it takes, you know, the toughness, the, uh, the stamina, all the traits that we're looking for in tough leaders, but also has the heart and compassion to really look out for New York and its families and take us to a better place. Hochul said she is cognizant of the women who came before her, whether they are historical figures or family members. She says her mother inspired her and convinced her that there was no limit to what she could do. It's been over a year since New York lifted its pandemic-era eviction moratorium, and evictions are back up across New York State. That's according to recent data from researchers at Cornell University. Here's Russell Weaver, who led the study. One of the biggest comparison points that we tried to make was before and and after the pandemic, since the moratorium was in place for most of 2020, all of 2021. Weaver says there were a handful of counties where the eviction rate did not just return to pre-pandemic levels, it exceeded them. That phenomenon is is really concentrated upstate um, in especially uh, lower population, more rural counties. 
In Monroe County, there were just over 8,600 eviction filings for 2022. That represents about 8% of renter-occupied households, the ninth highest rate among New York's counties. Weaver says there might have been a backlog of evictions before the moratorium, and it's just recently that landlords have been able to act. The National Women's Hall of Fame in Seneca Falls has announced a new group of inductees. They include social justice pioneers, groundbreaking physicians, and women who championed Jewish feminist theology and the financial well-being of Native Americans. All will be honored during an induction ceremony in September. Making up the class of 2023 announced Wednesday are scholars and activists Kimberly Crenshaw, Peggy McIntosh, Judith Plasco, Loretta Ross, and Sandy Stone. Posthumous honors will go to Dr. Patricia Bath, Dr. Anna Wessels-Williams, and Eloise pepien Coble. The National Women's Hall of Fame inducts a new class every other year. Well, it may not feel quite like spring yet, but it is on the way, and the city of Rochester and the Rochester Red Wings are announcing the annual Clean Sweep campaign. That's where volunteers fan out across the city to work on a number of cleanup and beautification projects. This year's cleanup will be held on Saturday, April 29th, headquartered at Innovative Field. Mayor Malik Evans hopes a lot of people volunteer that day, especially younger people. This is an important event for young people to learn about city pride and what they can achieve by doing just a little bit, just a little bit of effort and a little bit of time. Young people can also get participation in in government certificates for doing this, and we make it easier for you to join. And by the way, the Red Wings home opener is tomorrow after a chilly start in rain and snow showers early in the day. It uh, should warm up to the low 50s by game time at 4 p.m. There's more news online at WXXINews.org.